Hey there, this is Denise Lee and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast where we improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I want to talk with you about how to avoid the dreaded spam box. This is something that a lot of newbies who are in email marketing have no idea why certain emails get delivered, certain emails don't. So we're going to dive into some best practices and we're also going to talk about how to make email messages that get engagement, that get clicks and obviously make sales. So stick with me. You're going to get all of these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, and we're back. But before we dive into today's content, I want to encourage you, if you haven't done so already, to subscribe to this podcast. That way, as soon as I drop a new episode, you'll be able to receive it. And a special invitation for those of you who haven't left me a review, go ahead and do that. That way, I know that you're enjoying this content and it helps other people find me faster. So thank you in advance. So email marketing is definitely one of the many ways that you can reach people. So as you are aware or not, when you're sending um, people email messages, you can be able to access them directly in a way that you can't do social media. The way that social media works in general is that you pay to play, meaning that in order to expand your reach beyond through organic reach, you have to pay um, through advertising. And so for a lot of us, unless a post goes viral, we're lucky at best that our, our social media posts reach only 20% of our followers, right? So we can potentially um, uh, put odds to our favor and add hashtags, but even that can, it only reaches as far as people are interested and engaged with your content versus your email messages. It can go straight to the box, whether or not they open it or not, that is a different story, but at least, you know, it's going straight to there. So let's talk about email messages. Now, a lot of people run afoul of Uncle Sam and their email marketing server, uh, service providers because they don't understand how email works. For those of you who don't know, there is a, um, a rule from the U.S. government called the CAN-CAN spam laws, and it was done to protect consumers from being inundated from unwanted um, and solicitations from email marketers. And, but there is definitely a lot of ways to avoid um, running afoul with the government. Um, and I'm going to break down uh, about four ways to do so. But again, this all depends, all these strategies all depend on, again, making the consistent and conscious effort to be providing value, transparency, honesty, and integrity. And I think if you have those key things and you're at the forefront of your mind, all of these would, um, these uh, five, actually no, seven rules, I'm, I'm looking at my list right now, seven rules, um, will be easy peasy. But I just want to make sure that we're on the same page that if we're in business, we're doing it from an energy of our um, honor and integrity and just giving and serving. So that being said, let's get straight into it. Number one, 
Don't use false or misleading header information. So this means that your your from or to or reply and all that routing information has to include your originating domain name and email address. So for example, whenever I send a message, I send it from Denise Lee and the email that I use is hello at denisegeely.com. I don't say from Denise Lee, but it's coming from at bizwiz.com, right? A lot of people, sleazy people, try to have a, a different name with a different account um, because they are trying to um, obviously access as many inboxes as possible. And if they recognize or they flagged it from enough for, um, a different provider, then it's just kind of wave kind of circumventing that in a sleazy don't do that i know you you're those of you who are listening to this podcast regularly you don't do that anyway but i just have to say it <laughs> number two don't use deceptive subject lines the subject line must accurately reflect the content of the message for example like we've all received like stuff where it says open up for your free gift or your 500 dollars are waiting and when you open it up, it's really a solicitation where fill out the survey and you're eligible to receive up to $500 where they weren't really giving you $500. For an example, just like you, nobody likes receiving those kind of messages. So please don't do that. Please don't say you're going to give something and the reality is you're not. One thing that I see a lot of people do is they say, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. I can't believe I'm doing this. And then they go into the they go into the message and it's like, well, that was a joke. I'm not doing anything crazy. I just wanted you to read it. Like, don't do that. That's that's just another thing that I see people doing now because they're trying to get more salacious to get more people to open in their emails. And for my thing is, if you're going to say, for example, oh my gosh, this is a crazy. I can't believe I'm doing this. Then as soon as they open up the email message and they read the content and it and it has in the first paragraph. Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I'm about to offer you this idea or oh my gosh, I did, I want to tell you about this. So at least they know that it's not deceptive. It's very straightforward about what they're about to read, okay? It's kind of like you don't want to um, pretend that they're, they're going to be reading something in reality. They're not getting anything that was promised in the subject line at all. Now, number three, identify the message as an ad. If you're going to be advertising something, right, you have to very clearly and conspicuously say that your message is an advertisement. Remember how I was mentioning the earlier example, like, oh, open up, you know, this for your $500 gift. And then it wasn't really a $500 gift. It was an, it was an invitation to take a survey with the chance of winning $500. Don't do that. If you're going to actually say you're here to advertise or here to, you know, solicit your business, be very clear and specific about that. Before we get into the other um, areas, I want to encourage you to go on denisegeely.com. I have definitely a lot of more information about not just email marketing in general, but just different ways so that you can be authentic and and clear about the type of messaging that you use that you use and obviously connecting with the right people who would want to receive your email messages in general. So go ahead, visit me on denisegeely.com if you haven't done so already. Okay, let's get back into it. Number 
Um, four, tell recipients where you're located. Now, this is a little dicey um, for a lot of people because they feel like, oh, I don't want to expose my email address, my actual, not my email address, my actual home address because I don't want people to go to my house. But guess what? If you're operating a business, the law says that it has to be your current street address, a post office box. With, if you're registered with the USPS, you can also, believe it or not, get a post office box with the UPS, okay? Um, that That's any other type of private mailbox that you're registered with a commercial mail receiving agency. So FedEx, I think they have something like that. So there's a, there a lot of different ways um, that you can still have a PO box address that you don't have to have um, your full address. And here's a tip for those of you guys who are actually living in an apartment, you can actually have just your so let's say you live at 123 Main Street, right? Apartment number 4D, right? You could just say 123 Main, um, 123 Main Street, right? So it's still technically your address, right? You just left off your apartment number. So that's kind of a way that I've seen people work around where if they live in an apartment, but they don't want to necessarily specifically put their unit number, okay? Number five, Telbris recipients how to opt out of receiving email from you. So your message and all your email messages on the on the footer or the header, however you want to do it, is very clear and conspicuous explanation of how the recipient, your email recipient, can opt out from getting any email messages from you in the future. Make sure that it is clear and easy to recognize and read. Um, does it it doesn't really matter if you want to use black or blue. Or like I don't care. Just something where it specifically says that they can opt out. And make sure that you give a return email address or another easy internet-based way to allow people to communicate their choice to you. I've seen some people who say, um, if you don't want to receive email messages, just reply back with stop. Or personally for me, I just literally have an unsubscribe button. So if you choose to not receive any more email messages from me, which I don't understand why, but it's possible, you can easily opt out. Because look, this, and I want you, while I'm here, I'm just going to park on here for a second, explain something to you. For a lot of reasons, it is actually a good thing that people unsubscribe. Because people unsubscribing is a lot better than people who are disengaged or disinterested in your content. Because we want to improve our email deliverability. We want to have as many people accessing um, our stuff as possible. And if our emails are just going to, are not being read, not being opened, right? Then that hurts our email uh, deliverability score. And our email service providers, they will track that. So it's actually a good thing if somebody unsubscribed. That way they says, hey, look, I want to free up my inbox so I can see other things. And it's good for you so it frees up the amount of people that you can reach in the future. See how that works? It's a good thing. <laughs> okay. And that means we honor opt-out requests. So for me, remember how I mentioned that I my opt-out requests are automatic, like as soon as they opt out, they cleaned out from my mailing distribution list. I don't have to fiddle with that. But um, do not add them back. Most times, if someone says unsubscribe, they're not going to be your customer. So it's don't try to put them back in. You have to honor that request for at least 30 days after you send um, your message. 
your last message. And you must honor a receipt, recipient's opt-out request within 10 uh, business days. You can't charge a fee, require the recipient to give you any personally identifying information beyond an email address, or make the recipient take any step other than sending a rep- reply email or visiting a single page on an internet website as a condition for honoring an opt-out request. Once people have told you they don't want to receive more messages from you, you can't sell or transfer their email addresses, even in the form of a mailing list. The only exception is that you may transfer the addresses to a company you've hired to help you comply with the CAN Spam Act. Don't be sleazy. When I say purge someone who unsubscribes from your email address, I mean it. Just purge it, throw it away. Trust and believe that you will have new people. In fact, I was just reading an article today and they were saying that every 20 to 30% of email lists, they either, they're bad because, they go bad because the people are disengaged with the email message. They don't use the email addresses. I mean, I'm going to, full disclosure, I mean, I've got five email addresses. Like, I mean, a lot of people have various email addresses they give to certain people for certain uses and they may not be even actively using it for whatever reason. So if someone is actively saying, hey, I don't want your email address, consider that as a blessing because you don't you have you can avoid doing the regular purge of email addresses, okay? And lastly, number seven, we've lasted this long out of because I know this is not a fun topic, but we're gonna make we're gonna have some fun out of it because these things are so important to help us grow our business. And number seven is monitor what others are doing on your behalf. Just because you didn't send out the message, you are still responsible if it comes from your business. So take ownership if you're operating out of integrity and honesty and just making sure that you're on the up and up. You want to also make sure that your people are also complying with the rules. So we're going to just go through all of this and summary. Number one, making sure that we don't send any false or misleading header information. Number two, we don't use deceptive subject lines. Number three, we identify the message as an ad if we are purely soliciting. And this also includes make if you have affiliates, because I know a lot of you guys are got affiliates that you specifically mentioned in the website. I'm sorry, in the email address. <laughs> In the email, my gosh, three times a turn, in the email message that that this is an affiliate link and you may receive compensation. You don't want to uh, get in trouble with that. So very specifically say if you're getting compensation, let people know, full disclosure, okay? Number four, tell recipients where you're located. And if you have an... um, for example, for those of you guys who live in an apartment, you can just leave the ad, the, the full address minus the uh, actual unit number. So that's definitely a way around that. Number five, tell recipients how to opt out of receiving future emails from you. Okay, make sure that it's easy to read and um, they know exactly where what to do. And number six, honor opt out requests promptly. Make sure that. Um, that your your opt out mechanism that you offer must be able to be process. You can process them um, at least thirty days after you send your last message, and you must um, honor uh, the request. 
Don't try to add them back. Don't try to sell them. Sell your email to anybody and just just purge it and just just be done. And lastly, number seven, uh, monitor what others are doing on your behalf. Just because somebody um, did did and you didn't know about it, the buck still falls to you. So make sure that you are observing what everybody else is doing. All right, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I enjoy talking with you. If you have any questions or comments, send me a message at hello at denisegelee.com. I definitely am going to be doing another podcast kind of talking about how to make persuasive email messages, how to get those email opens, and um, we're going to be talking about segmenting and Uh, how to uh, send targeted messaging based on their interests. We're going to dive into that in a future podcast. So stick tuned for that because I want to get into some really good material. But for right now, these are just some seven basic ways that you can avoid running afoul with Uncle Sam. So thank you again for listening. Make sure you reach out with me and at hello at denisgelee.com or pretty much everywhere on social media. I'm most active these days on LinkedIn. So you can find me there on LinkedIn more often than not. But thank you again for listening. You can do this. You are going to be making some awesome email messages. I I just feel it already. Okay. Take care and be awesome.